minutes after 6 a.m. This is Avrami briefly sitting in for the one and only Nahum Siegel on this uh, Purim Katan morning. Uh, so glad that you could join us uh, for this uh, Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Here is Eli Kambuta with a Purim medley. Chag Purim Katan Sameach. Everybody, you are listening to the Nahum Siegel Network. Yeah, I'm 
הרור מכל הראשון, ברור מכל הצדיקים! גם חבונה זכור לטוב, חבונה חבונה זכור לטוב, גם חבונה זכור לטוב, חבונה חבונה זכור לטוב, וגם חבונה זכור לטוב, חבונה חבונה זכור לטוב,
was the New York Boys Choir with Bissimcha, a wonderful uh, selection for a Puram Katan. Good morning, everybody. This is Avrami, briefly sitting in for the one and only Nahum Siegel, broadcasting this uh, first hour of JM and the AMTU live from Beit Shemesh, Israel, on this wonderful Purim Katan. Hopefully you've been enjoying the song selections so far. They have been primarily Purim uh, related. And I see we got a lot of comments already on the app. Great to see those. Uh, Trucker Yitz checking in. 13 degrees outside. Need lots of dance music to keep warm. Happy Purim. So we're going to get to that hopefully. Wow. Good afternoon, Avrami. Good afternoon to you as well. Uh, Trucker Yitz. And uh, listener Mother Proclop24 says, Can you play Shoshana Yaakov? And also, good morning. Can we play Purim music? Because today's Purim Katan. We are getting to that. Rabbi JF has checked in. Freilichem Purim Katan from Atlanta. So uh, thank you so much all for checking in. As I said, just briefly sitting in for the one and only Nachum Siegel on this uh, busy, busy JM in the AM morning. In that set, we had Chaim Dovin and the Good News Bears with Shoshana Yaakov. We had Simcha Liner with Lachaim. Who doesn't have Lachaims on Purim? We had Eli Kambuta starting off this set with the Purim and Medley. And hopefully you've been enjoying all those. We will get to plenty more Purim music. I'm sure Nachum will as well, as well as just other music. Taking requests via the app or via email. At least while I'm hosting, it is af at nachumsegel.com, and I will do my best to get the songs that you would like to hear on the program. It is 6.30 a.m. on the east coast of the United States, 1.30 p.m. here in Israel, and uh, a bit of a cloudy day outside. We've had some rain lately, which has uh, been very good, but also some really nice sunny days as well, so there's been a good mix, and if you've been reading the reports, it actually seems like it's been a pretty healthy uh, rain season so far. Not that I'm an expert on it, so if I'm not, feel free to... Call me out on that. But anyway, we are going to head right back to the music now. And uh, we thank you so much for tuning in to your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. And we are going to, this one is going to go out to all those people who are just tuning in now because they've just woken up. This one is Gabrielle Tumbak with Mo Da'ani, a beautiful song for the morning. We will enjoy this together. Lots more great music to come. Please make sure that you stay tuned. This is Jam in the AM, and you are listening to the Nahum Siegel Network. I 
There's nothing wrong and we beat King Kong and we're waiting at your door. So what can we do that we haven't done before? What can we do to put a smile on your face? What can we do to put a smile on your face? What can we With our buttons shine and our boots looking fine We're waiting for your call From the temple times to these hopeless rhymes You still want something more With your eye on the ball they say you can't fall If you're laying on the ground So what can we do to turn it around? What can we do to put a smile on Schmeichel, schmeichel, ich bin Ruhm, man nimmt es mit. 
Amor 
מרגים לא תשכח בוך, לא, לא, לא תשכח. נס הולך לעמונק, לא תשכח. מתחת שמרגים לא תשכח בוך, לא, 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 לא
When blessings you say It's a gift when you give it away That's how this life was meant to be Starts when it's not about me, you're blessed when blessings you say. 
It's a gift when you give it away. That's how this life was meant to be. JM in the AM. It's uh, eighth day with this life from the album entitled Stronger, Closer. Before that, Baruch Levine with Pedusha. Misha Nichnas Adar featuring Eitan Katz. That comes from Pei Dalad. Thank you, Avrami, for that one. Timcha from David Gabay. Shlaimi Gertner had Schmeichel Smile done by eighth day as well. And I got to thank um, Avrami for kicking off a JM in the AM uh, Tuesday Purim cut on broadcast in a uh, brilliant manner. Thanks very much to Avrami, who you'll next hear, of course, during the live lunch today, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. It is a Tuesday on this February the 19th, the 14th of Adar 1. It's Purim Katan. If there was one month of Adar, today would be Purim. How do you like that? And we'll try our best to uh, toss in some uh, appropriate selections as we continue between now and 9 a.m. Eastern time. Plus, we have some special guests joining us. I want to thank those who've been commenting on the app, especially uh, Trucker Yitz and Klops and the Rabbi and everybody who've been reminding us about Purim Katan here at JM in the AM. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSingle.com on the NahumSingle Network and, of course, in the beloved NSN app. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio Newscast, now at JM in the AM. גלי צהל מירושלים השעה שתיים, כאן מאיה רכלין עם מה שקורה עכשיו. הובאו להארכת מעצר שני החשודים ברצח בני הזוג כדורי שהתרחש בירושלים לפני כחודש. צו איסור פרסום מוטל על כל פרטי החקירה. עורך הדין שי לוי המייצג את החשודים אמר לכתבנו ניר שוויד אין להם כל קשר לפרשה. אנחנו חושבים שהמשטרה נקלעה למבוי סתום ועוצרת בקלות. אני לא מתפלא אם המשטרה תולה את הדברים על עץ גבוה, אני חושב שבהמשך יתברר שאין להם יד בדבר. בצרפת כ-80 מצבות הושחתו הלילה בבית קברות יהודי סמוך לעיר שטרסבורג. מדווחת כתבתנו אינה אנטונוב. הקברים המושחתים התגלו הבוקר בעיירה קצנהיים שבצפון מערב צרפת. הרשויות המקומיות מדווחות כי צלבי קרס צוירו על כמה מן המצבות ועדיין לא נעצרו חשודים במעשה. הערב בפריז וברחבי צרפת תארכנה הפגנות נגד האנטישמיות הגואה בקריאה "שא סופי, זה מספיק". זאת ברקע עלייה של 74% במקרי האלימות נגד יהודים בצרפת בשנה האחרונה. נמשכים המאמצים לאיחוד בין מפלגות הימין הקטנות. במפלגת עוצמה יהודית פנו אמש ליהדות התורה כדי לבחון אפשרות לריצה משותפת. במפלגה החרדית לא שוללים על הסף. עורך הדין איתמר בן גביר מראשי עוצמה יהודית אמר לכתבנו יאיר אורביאטו, שפרסם את הפרטים לראשונה, נתגמש כדי למנוע ממשלת שמאל. אנחנו אכן עושים את כל המאמצים כדי להציל את קולות הימין. אנחנו לא מתחברים לאגודת ישראל או ליהדות התורה. יש לנו דעות שונות. השקפות שונות, אבל כדי למנוע עליית ממשלת שמאל, נדמה לנו שבלוק טכני זה דבר חשוב, ואנחנו בוחנים את כל האפשרויות. כתבתנו מוריה אסרף מעדכנת כי בשעות הקרובות יתקיימו פגישות בין גורמים באיחוד הלאומי לעוצמה היהודית בניסיון לאחד את הרשימות. הסנטור האמריקני ברני סנדרס הכריז על מועמדותו לנשיאות ארצות הברית בבחירות 2020. בריאיון לרדיו המקומי במדינתו ורמונט הוא אמר, הנשיא טראמפ שקרן. A homophobe, a xenophobe. 
אני מבטיח לקחת את הערכים שלנו מוורמונט ולהפיצם ברחבי המדינה. אני חושב שהדייר הנוכחי בבית הלבן הוא מבוכה לארצנו, הוא שקרן סדרתי, הומופוב וגזען, כך סנדרס. מעצב האופנה הגרמני קארל לגרפלד, שעומד בראש בית האופנה שאנל, הלך לעולמו בגיל 85. לגרפלד פועל מאז 1955, הוא מנהל גם את המותג פנדי, ומותג נוסף הקרוי על שמו. בינואר השנה נעדר לראשונה מתצוגת האופנה של שאנל. מזג האוויר, עלייה בטמפרטורות, התכנות טפטופים עד גשמים קלים מצפון הארץ ועד לצפון הנגב. ולסיום ירידה משמעותית בנוכחות הפולש הרעיל נסראללה. כך עולה מדוח הניטור השנתי של דגי הים התיכון. עם הפרטים כתבנו מאיר מרציאנו. בין הנתונים ירידה משמעותית בנוכחות של דג פולש רעיל המכונה דג נסראללה ובריכוזן של אצות רעילות. כמו כן נרשמה ירידה בריכוז הכספית בדגי המאכל. עם זאת בנחלים במישור החוף נרשם ריכוז גבוה של מתכות. לרוב הזיהום נובע מהזרמה של מי קולחין באיכות ירודה ממכוני טיהור שפכים בישראל וברשות הפלסטינית. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. חמודים אתם. אז ילדים, בואו נעשה שמח! מי ש, מי שנכנס הדל, מרבים, מרבים, מרבים בשמחה. מי ש, מי ש, מי שנכנס הדל, מרבים, מרבים, מרבים בשמחה. מי שנכנס הדל, מרבים בשמחה. מי שנכנס הדל, מרבים בשמחה. Ha 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 
Very nice luncheon, isn't it, Mrs. Feldman? Very nice, very nice. <gasps> Why? Do you see who's sitting over there? Where? Over there. Oh, It's right. Helen. Tell me, dear. Do you believe that terrible, ugly story about her? Certainly. <laughs> What's the ugly story? I don't know. I thought you knew. I don't know. I thought you knew. But believe me, it's true. <laughs> Mrs. Feldman, you look wonderful. That's a beautiful tan. Were you away? Yeah, we went to Aruba. 
Aruba? Where's that? I don't know. We flew. <laughs> That's nice. Say, I have good news, darling. Sydney and I are going to Europe. Europe? Big deal. I was born there. <laughs> Listen, I hear your husband had some problems with his business. Uh, I hear that a crooked partner stole him blind. That your husband had to fire the account, raise some fresh money. It's true. On top of that, I heard uh, he had a terrible season, a flood, a fire. The employees went out on striking him. It's mm, true. Yeah, but I understand he got a new partner with a lot of money. He settled the strike and he collected the fire insurance. Uh, business is wonderful and terrific, huh? Then you heard about it, Mrs. Feldman. Yeah, but this is the first time I'm hearing all the details. <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. on Purim Katan Morning. <laughs> Pretty good, huh? Yeah. Uh, Tuesday morning on this 19th of February and the 14th of Adar 1. In fact, it's Purim Katan, everybody, and I wish you a Chag Purim Katan Sameach from all of us here at the J.M. in the A.M. I want to thank those who are commenting on the app. 25 degrees, partly cloudy, and a high of 39. Achashverosh, that is my tip of the hat to the king of schlock, Lenny Solomon, who was at the YU game last night. Another heartbreaker for the Maccabees, but it was amazing being there in such an incredible atmosphere. So many people coming out to support such an amazing team. Uh, so, Lenny, big tip of the hat to you. Micha Gammerman before that with the Purim medley. Please keep in mind Aharon Ben Sara for Rafua Shlema again. That's our own Ben Sura for Rafua Shlema, and we thank you for that. Elliot Weiselberg is set with uh, this week's edition of the Yeshiva League Sports Update. It's Tuesdays at 7.20 in the morning right here at JM in the AM. This is who uh, Elliot is the person. He is who keeps us up to date on what's happening in the world of Yeshiva League Sports every single week right here at JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. Straight ahead on the Tuesday morning, JM the AM Sports Update Championship season is only 12 days away. TABC and Flappers double dip in hockey quarterfinals, and DRS gets the monkey off their back in varsity basketball, leading to two rival schools becoming extremely familiar with each other over the next few days. All that and more, good morning, I'm Elliot Weisselberg. A playoff sports update centered around TABC and DRS? Why not? The two schools usually cross paths around this time of year. However, the results of the past week dictate that we will see three games featuring the Storm and the Wildcats between now and next Tuesday night. We start off in hockey, where TABC hosted a split quarterfinal, facing Flatbush in JV and Varsity on consecutive nights. Wednesday night saw the Varsity Storm blank the Falcons 6-0, while the JV squad did the same on Thursday by the score of 7-0. As a result, the JV squad will now host DRS in the semifinals on Thursday night, while next Tuesday night, the Varsity squads will head in the opposite direction, with the Wildcats hosting the Storm and a ticket to the championship on the line. The other JV semifinal will take place next Monday when Kushner and North Shore meet up. The other varsity semifinal will find its final competitor tonight as Frisch meets up with Kushner with the winner taking on Hafter to find out who will walk into Lawrence Middle School on March 3rd. The two schools will also meet up off the rink and on the hardwood. Last week, we detailed the issues that this junior and senior wildcat class had with the YDE Thunder on the JV basketball playoff level. This past week, DRS was able to reverse the curse and advance in the varsity playoffs, knocking off YDE 59-47. Senior Gabriel Khan posted 24 points in the win. 
DRS will now travel to, guess who, TABC, for their quarterfinal matchup. Two of the other quarterfinal matchups have also been set. Heschel will take on Flatbush following their 56-48 first-round defeat of MTA, and the fifth seed Hafter Hawks upset neighbor Rambam 62-50 to advance to a date with the West top seed Frisch. All three games mentioned will take place next Wednesday night. The last quarterfinal will be set Thursday night when JEC travels to SAR. The winner will take on defending champion Mag and David. In girls varsity basketball, East top seed Central knocked off Brewery of 44-34 and will now face the defending champions, the Frisch Cougars, themselves 53-44 winners of their contest with Hank in one half of the bracket for the girls varsity crown. The other semifinal will feature undefeated SAR hosting Ramaz with the winner moving on to the championship in TABC on March 7th. One half of the semifinals are set in girls' JV basketball as Frisch dominates Flatbush 52-30 to advance to take on Hafter. The other semifinal will feature Mayano taking on the winner of tonight's contest between North Shore and SAR. Finally, boys' JV basketball will round out its quarterfinals over the next 36 hours as the East matchups, Mag and David against Flatbush and DRS hosting Shari Tora, will take place tonight and the remaining West contest, Ramaz at TABC, will happen tomorrow night. And that was your Tuesday morning, Jame, in the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. מצאתי שתי מילים שיהודים אומרים בכל מקום על מה שכבר היה, מה שעוד לא קרה לא משנה כי זה תמיד יהיה נכון Ri 
Sweetheart, tell Mama. Oh, Mama, oh. Mama. We're snowed in here. Oh. The car wouldn't start this morning. <laughs> I think both kids have the measles. Oh. The doctor can't come until five o'clock. I'm coming down with a cold. The freezer is broken and all the food is spoiled. <sighs> and the house is a mess. And on top of that, Mama, 20 ladies from my Hadassah chapter are coming for lunch at 1 o'clock. <laughs> Mama, what am I gonna do? Don't worry, sweetheart. Mother is here. <laughs> First of all, I'll go to the supermarket and I'll pick up to eat. Then I'll take the subway to the Long Island Railroad and I'll take the train. Oh, Mama, I don't Please, want darling, you. it's only an hour and a half to the bus. <laughs> and then I'll take the bus and from where the bus stopped, I'll walk the 14 blocks to your house. 
And for you, darling, I'll put the children to bed, and for you, I'll change the sheets, and I'll give them an aspirin so they shouldn't yell, and I'll clean up the house, and I'll cook something nice for the 20 ladies. They'll love it. Just don't worry, darling. Everything will be okay. Isn't that what a mother is for? Mama, thank you. I feel so much better. By the way, sweetheart, if it's snowing and the car wouldn't start this morning, how did Sam get to work? Sam? What's Sam? Sam, your husband! My husband's name is Paul. Is this Tremont 71166? <laughs> No, this is Tremont 7, 1177. Does that mean you're not coming? By request, that's right. Some of our comedy segments actually get requested. How do you like that? Um, uh, before that, of course, Yaakov Shweki, Kolona Shama. And Ishtabach um, Shemo here at JM in the AM. Purim Katan morning on this Tuesday. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We are in New York City. We welcome you to uh, comment on the NSN app. Go to the Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. And I thank all of you for tuning in. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Arav Zebna Levi and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Levi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Today is Purim Katan. Purim Katan is knowing when there is a Shnas Mubares, a leap year, in which we celebrate the 14th and the 15th of Adar, both in the first Adar and also Adar Sheni. We are knowing, we are accustomed to have Ketzas Simcha, a bit of joy, both during the days of the 14th and the 15th of the first Adar, and certainly the Simcha, and the Sasun in the second month. It's cited in Shulchan Aruch that a person should have a bit more of food, a bit more of drink, during their regular Sudas on Purim Katan. It says, Ein bein Adar HaRishon Adar Asheni There is no difference between the first Adar and the second Adar, Elokriya Samagila, just the reading of the Megillah itself, in the distribution of gifts to the poor. There is on Purim Katan a very important Indian that the Tzibor should get together, that we should realize the luckiness, the happiness of two days of Adar in which we celebrate. Some of the laws are that on the day of Purim Katan we don't say Tachnun, we don't say Lamnatzeach, it is also also it is forbidden to say a eulogy. The Ramah cites that there is an obligation, Laharbos Bemishta to increase our joy, our feast, just a little bit, Yarbekitsaspasuda, that a person should increase their meal ever so slightly, perhaps an additional cooked food. Bevadai Sudasarutsiumakubeles. And it says that certainly such a Suda will be very much accepted on high. It is even cited in the various Halachas Farim that one could also give gifts to the poor, 
Matanos Levyonim and Mishloach Manos on Purim Koton. One time, there were a large mass of people that came to the great Sadik Rebmodcha of Nadvarn. It was on the day of Purim Koton, and when they came, they saw a huge table set with candles placed at the head of the table, shining like was the usual format for Yom Tov. They were surprised. The great Sadik said to them, Is this any type of a chiddush for you? Kiyom Purim Katan. Today is Purim Katan. On this day, it is a great day. There are great ha'aras, great lights that come, me'alomos yonim from the upper worlds. We should all take advantage of those lights that shine on this great day. May it be a sign of Simchas and Besuros Tavos for all of Klal Yisrael. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. I thanks Rabbi Goldwasser. And again, a reminder, as the rabbi just mentioned, today's Purim Katan on this 14th of Adar 1 here at J.M. in the A.M. Well, there was a blog post recently uh, done by Harry Marillis. I'm not sure if Harry's uh, pronunciation of his last name is Marillis or Marillis. Either way, he uh, posted about a woman named Miriam Schwab. And um, once we uh, once we saw the post, uh, once we saw the story that she was involved with, we um, expressed a desire to get her on the air. She has been amenable to do that. And this is not a Purim joke, even though it's Purim Katan. This is a serious story that happened to her. And, um, and she'll describe the... Uh, uh, the reaction to the entire episode, etc., etc. She is the CEO of a company called Stratic. Miriam Schwab joins us from Jerusalem. Miriam, Chag Purim Katan Sameach. Thanks for joining us here at JM in the AM. Thanks for having me. Chag Purim Katan Sameach. <laughs> what is Stratic, by the way? <laughs> you lead a company that does what? So we convert uh, certain types of websites, like WordPress websites, into something called static and serverless. And by doing that, we solve all issues related to slow-loading web pages and security. That's it in a nutshell. Very cool. And um, this is a company you started how long ago? Uh, so we incorporated a year ago in January, January 2018. Uh, we're a startup. We sit in a startup accelerator here in Jerusalem called Mass Challenge. And now we're a team of seven. And, uh, yeah, it's going well, thank God. Now, you were approached, I assume for the reasons you just described, you were approached by uh, one of the um, uh, weekly Jewish magazines um, uh, that at times features um, entrepreneurs, people who have uh, either started or are now running successful companies um, for an interview, and uh, you refused, uh, after a little bit of investigation, I should say more clearly, you refused to grant that interview. Would that be an accurate way of saying it? Yeah, so this magazine approached me. They were looking for entrepreneurs and specifically female entrepreneurs, which I give them a lot of credit for. Um, and we had a great conversation, and then I asked if they would be publishing a picture of me uh, in the magazine um, along with the interview like they do for the men, um, and they said no. Um, then they did offer to make it a sketch. Uh, I said you know, I don't, it's not a matter of principle that everyone has to see my face, but um, our faces are our identities. And if the men can be, have that form of identification, I want it to. If they want 
to sketch me, then I asked that all the men in the magazine be sketched as well. Um, they were going to look inside, and I, I haven't heard back from them. Uh, so there's no real reaction. In other words, you told them this, and they had the option again to contact you if they wanted to, but they haven't at this point. Yeah, the, they were quite shocked by my reaction. I think that uh, it's not a commonplace reaction to have the opportunity to be profiled in their magazine, which does have quite wide readership, um, and then to say, no, thank you, because uh, they refuse to publish photos of women in the magazine. Um, so, so there was an element of shock, and there was also an element of understanding where I was coming from, uh, kind of a sense of helplessness on, on the part of the person I was uh, speaking to. Um, they look, but you know, they have their reasons, um, which, uh, we can get into, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, this, 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 this might be a stretch for me to say it, but, but they portrayed themselves as they themselves not understanding the policy. That might, that may be a stretch, but it sounded, it, 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 there was an element of that as you were listening to the conversation, as you were involved in the conversation. Exactly. It wasn't like they defended the policy wholeheartedly and said, well, you know, this is what it is. And. And it's, you know, the right way to be, it was more like, well, you know, there are considerations and there's business considerations and this and that. And, uh, you know, we, but, but the, there was not a sense that they were proud of this policy at all. Right. And now the big reveal, and that is that you, Miriam Schwab, are a noticeably orthodox person. Would that be a good way of putting it? Yes. I proudly wear a headscarf wrapped around my head wherever I go. <laughs> Um, my point, of course, being it's not like somebody who's from outside the community they normally serve, who you know made a point of this, or you know was 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 offended by the uh, by the uh, procedure or the or the direction that they were taking. Obviously, you're somebody who's from and living in Yerushalayim and gets the whole thing, and you felt it wasn't appropriate. Now you used and and it was interesting because I, this is a topic, by the way, that's going to be coming up more and more this week here on this show because of a couple of different guests that we're having. And I am pretty outspoken, as, as frankly, a father of girls about this about this whole issue and the approach of the of that segment of the Orthodox Jewish community to this issue. Um, you you said it as a "this is our identity," like that seemed to be the theme of your objection. Could you just expound on that a drop, like what you mean when you say that, so I get the idea of of you know what what the offense is on the part of the magazine? Sure. So when you know someone or meet someone, how do you remember who they are or recognize them the second time around? You find out their name and you see their face. And then there's a saying, like, I can't put a name to the face or vice versa, right? Those are like the two ways that we identify human beings um, in our social circles. And when Jewish magazines are basically erasing women's faces, they are erasing our identity. They're not giving me the opportunity to have my full identity. My face is definitely part of my identity. It's how someone will recognize me. It's how I communicate with people. It's how my driver's license and my passport knows who I am. Um, And also the concept that my face is immodest to me means that they are saying that my very existence is immodest. We are heading to a point where just seeing a woman's face is something that our society can't handle then I think it's incredibly problematic, and I will not cooperate with that in any way. Either my full identity is on display, and I just need my face. I don't need full body pictures. I don't need anything else. I mean, people should be able to see my face and know me through that. Um, yeah, otherwise, I'm just, I, I don't want to be part of it. I don't know what the men in your family think about this, but I have heard prominent rabbis say that it's insulting to the men 
to suggest that it's a bad idea for them to see faces, again, as you said, not full-body pictures, but faces of women in their community in a magazine. And I'm, I'm sure you know what they mean by that. And uh, again, yeah. I mean, I think we're, we're discrediting men. What are they? Are men so weak that they cannot handle seeing the face of a woman wrapped in a headscarf and otherwise? But right. let's say Calva Homer wrapped right. in a headscarf, uh, then I, I think that also leads to all sorts of problems, which I'm not going to get into, but um, it's, it's just unfair. And we are active, important members of Jewish society, and we deserve to be seen. Our yep. faces deserve to be seen. And it's important for our daughters to see women in different positions. We want them to aspire and be inspired. They have to be able to see our faces. Because as one rabbi pointed out to me, if we do not allow them to see women from our own community, then the only women's pictures they will ever see, both young men and young women in our community, will be pictures of people that we that we likely do not want them to see or would prefer that they not gravitate to. And I thought that was also a very important point by that rabbi. Yeah, that is that is an interesting point. I hadn't thought of that. Um, it's not that we don't necessarily want them to see that, but like we want them to have role right. models right. that uh, have the same lifestyle as them exactly. that they can look up to. And when we're being erased, they don't have that. Um, well, all right. I'm not saying that I'm a role model, by the way. I just, I, I'm yeah, yeah. I, I get it's not that. Not about me. It's I, about I, I totally, women in general. I totally get that. The funny part of this conversation is that you, you really have not become this, uh, you know, <laughs> this beacon of truth and light for those who are leading this movement. You haven't even heard back from them, and it's only that somebody else, in reference to you, has made this a big deal publicly. You yourself have not really, you know, made this a cause celeb, so to speak. Right. I did write about it on a, a Facebook group for uh, professional women in Israel and outside of Israel. I, I brought it up because it was something that was kind of weighing on me, and I, I was unsure whether my decision was the right one because by not participating and being in that magazine, I did take away the opportunity for, for women and young women to even just read about a startup founder like myself, who's an Orthodox uh, mother of seven um, living in Jerusalem. But I felt like at some point the price is too big to pay. And in the end, the interesting thing is this, um, my post was written about in the Jewish Journal and in the four, uh, there was a Ford profile about me and, um, and I was on this blog and now on this radio uh, interview. So in, the story is coming out in different ways, uh, and hopefully, I hope people will hear it. And I really hope men will hear this. And what I mean is, I would like to ask men, when they are given the opportunity to be interviewed in these, in these magazines, with their face being prominently displayed, to think twice about whether they want to participate in that approach to Judaism as well. Understood. Appreciate what you have to say. And like I said, uh, one of the reasons we asked you on is because the, the nature of our guests uh, this week, I know this topic is going to become uh, an even a broader discussion here and a very, very important one. I'm, I'm already being criticized on my own app about bringing this up on Purim Katan because it's a quote-unquote divisive issue, but I don't know. I think it is, it's something that has to be brought to the forefront and at least discussed so people, uh, from our point of view, can at least understand where the other side is coming from and if we feel that they are uh, acting in a way that's detrimental, as I described earlier and you described, uh, then they'd be uh, called out on it. It's uh, you know, simply as simple as that. I, th I think it's, it's yeah. important to discuss it and not sweep it under the carpet. Right, exactly. Um, it doesn't mean that we have to be divisive or hate each other. I respect uh, the Haredi population. I'm very actively involved in different programs here in Jerusalem for Haredi women to support them in developing their careers, and I love it. And I love the community. 
I just personally think this this approach is incredibly problematic. Well, I've seen your picture because there are some people brave enough to print it, and you look like you fit right in <laughs> to the Haredi community and, and, and other segments of our community as well. So collect a vote for that. Yeah. Miriam Schwab, <laughs> I thank you. you. Continued good luck with Stratic, and I thank you for your point of view on all this and for sharing the story with us. Thank you for giving me a voice on this. I appreciate it. Miriam Schwab here at JMNAM. Rabbi Yaakov Horowitz is going to be joining us later in the week, and I'm sure... Uh, because he has so much to say about Jewish education and raising children, I am sure, knowing his positions on these matters, that uh, that this will be part of the conversation, and we will do it in a very, very respectful way, uh, but in a, in a way that uh, hopefully will make some people think about what's happening in our community in a very sensitive area. Tuesday morning broadcast on this Purim Katan at JM the Aim at 25 degrees, partly cloudy and a high temperature of 39 one of our listeners wants the elementary school Yeshiva League sports uh, reported. You know, it's funny. Someone stopped me the other day about uh, women's sports in our community and uh, and elementary school sports. And I think as Elliot gets toward the end of the season, he does incorporate more of the bigger games from those leagues in, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but we'll certainly pass along that message. Also, a Mazel Tov going out to Larry Khan and Valerie Khan in Teaneck, New Jersey. Mazel Tov on the marriage of their daughter. That happened yesterday evening. We got that message again off of the NSN app, and we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. More coming up. Purim Katana, 13 minutes before 8 o'clock.
It is a Purim cut on morning at JM in the AM. Comes from the greatest Purim hits album here at JM the AM. Well, it is an absolute pleasure and honor, as uh, is it always, as it always is uh, when he is a guest of ours, to welcome the uh, president and Rosh Yeshiva of Ortora Stone, or by Dr. Kenneth Brander, to our airwaves. Roy Brander has this unique and uh, really unbelievable role this uh, this week. Uh, he is with um, Ortora Stones, Baron Amiel, and Strauss Amiel emissary training programs in Cancun. Mexico, as they hold a conference of 42 of their North, Central, and South American emissaries to address ways to tackle critical issues affecting mainly smaller diaspora Jewish communities. All the way from Cancun, Mexico, or by Dr. Kenneth Brander. Shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's always a pleasure uh, to spend uh, any time with you, especially in a perm katan, a day in which we focus on miracles which I am actually experiencing right now in a host of various ways. I can only imagine how that feels for you, because it must be miraculous, number one, just to see and participate in a gathering like this and see the effect that the students of your uh, institution are having in such a large region of the world. And on top of that, to see the work that's being done and the problems that they're trying to solve and the very difficult circumstances that they are in. Can you describe to us some of the things that have already uh, that you've already witnessed as you've uh, visited with all these emissaries down in Cancun? Well, I mean, I think the challenge is obviously that the shlichim the emissaries have in Tinek is different than those that they have in Monterey <laughs> or in other places. They're very different, but the, there's a larger narrative here, and that is how to help the spirituality and the continuity of the Jewish people, and what better way to do that than to have emissaries who are willing to give not a year or two, but four, five, six, eight, ten years uh, to the service of communities throughout the, throughout the Jewish world. We have over 200 rabbinic couples like this. We're focusing now on North and South America. So some of the challenges, obviously, are people who um, want to come back to their Judaism, but they're already married to a non-Jew. So they have children which are halakhically called Mizera Yisrael, where the, where the father might be Jewish and the mother's not, but now they all want to return. How do you deal with those challenges? How right. do you deal with the challenges in a small community where people want to find a Jewish spouse, but there are just not enough men or women to, uh, to be able to achieve um, that? And their struggles of how to do that, and perhaps creating a more global network to deal with some of these challenges. Or the issues of how do you build a Shabbos experience when not enough people live close enough uh, to the synagogue for Shabbat? Um, how do you teach Balei Tshuva, uh, people who want to return to Judaism, to engage in a stepwise process? And what are the important steps and what are the non-important steps? I just, uh, do you, someone who uh, desecrates the Shabbos in a very public way, his store or her store is open on Shabbat, the case where it's his store open on Shabbat, do, are they counted as part of the minyan on Shabbat? All of these challenges, some are nitty-gritty, some are meta, how do you build a, a school in a community where you'd have to accept non-Jews in order for there to be a critical mass? 
These are the challenges that are happening in Nebraska. These are the challenges that are happening in Monterey. These are the challenges that are really happening in the latitude and longitude of the Jewish community. In some ways, it would be easier to say, hey, listen, we have a state of Israel. You know, we have other places that are strong, Teaneck strong, other New York is strong, Miami is strong. But even all of those communities are struggling with issues of spirituality, and they're also requesting shlichim. Uh, we have shlichim in Miami, we have shlichim in, in, you know, in Teaneck, and so there are larger narratives, and I'm inspired by hearing this group of people come together and trying to deal with them and oh. giving their hearts and souls to do so. I can only imagine how inspiring it is. Our Torah Stone, President of Russia Shiva, by Dr. Kenneth Brander, is with us live via telephone from this three-day conference in Cancun, and you heard him mention that many North American communities around and across this country are represented, uh, but many distinguished communities as well in Central and South America are um, are represented as well. I mean, when you hear that the community of Ecuador that has a limited number of Jews, and again, mm-hmm. you're, and again, you're right that there are cities in the U.S. that that also have leadership but have limited number. I get that. But still, to us, you know, coming from this area of the world, when we hear about Ecuador and the efforts that are being made there to really inspire people and to get Jewish youth, the limited Jewish youth, into you know the in, into the Jewish spirit and into Jewish education and all this, again, I know in North America it's a sacrifice. For some reason, there it seems to us it's an even larger one. One hundred percent. When the diff, you know, when uh, when the idea. You know, in Teaneck, when you want to decide which restaurant you you, you, you go to, Europe upset if, you know, you have to wait in line because there's only 30 restaurants to choose from. You know, in Ecuador, the definition of a restaurant is your kitchen. Right. Um, and if you do something really special, you turn the synagogue into, um, you know, a restaurant for a night. Or in one of the places, because we sent a large group there, they actually went to one of the non-kosher restaurants and they made it kosher for a night. And the guy realized that the business was so good that he agreed to think, uh, on a trial period to perhaps uh, create a kosher restaurant there. So, I mean, there's always... But, but yes, the, the struggles there are so intense. Um, but I, I just see people's inspiration, both the leadership, these young couples uh, who are willing to give of themselves and of their children, but I also see these Jews who have decided whether they live in Ecuador or San Salvador or Cancun. I mean, Cancun has a community of 50 religious families. They never have a challenge with a minion three times a day. That's an unbelievable statement that they're making. You know, I'm not sure that mid-sized communities um, can, can make that statement. There's just a selflessness here. I am shocked and by that. Within a couples here are just making a transformational difference, and my hope is that the next stage is that they bring this energy back to Israel, and bring this creativity back to Israel, and continue to make a difference there. I know that the I, what I'm about to ask is not really to focus of this conversation because we're talking more about the efforts that are going on in these areas and the issues that they are facing, which you described so well. But I'm just so curious, where do you find people? to go to Guatemala City? And where, where, where are you finding these, these couples and families to dedicate themselves to, to places that are, uh, that are, you know, to us, again, far-flung and, uh, and, and not as attractive as some others around the world? 
Well, I think that's because of the very talented staff of Amiel. Um, you know, Rabbi Birnbaum and Rabbi Benji and Rabbi Grunstein, as well as Rav Dani and uh, Rabbi Neet Ranana, who have a really a strong reputation in Israel of creating a program that trains people and making sure that when they go out to Chutzlaret, um, when they go out to the diaspora, that they really have a supportive infrastructure. And therefore, we go to the various yeshivot has there, the various mechinot, um, the various midrashot, the mechalot, and we run days of recruitment, and no different than, you know, you would run it for anything else of that nature. Right. And we have a whole bunch of people that apply f- to become part of our groups. We have around 35 uh, rabbinic couples in a class, um, and we decide which we feel we can train and which we feel we can't train. My hope is, because we have more requests than we have uh, people in the program, my hope is over the next few years that we double that number. It's not uh, cheap to train uh, these young people and to keep up with them. And also keep in mind there's one other thing. Sometimes they can have challenges once they're there. There are the standard challenges, but, for example, there are two couples here who uh, their spouses, uh, while they're in Chutzlaret, um they they have, you know, it's been, um, they've been informed that they have cancer. So you have a, a couple in Denver and a couple in, uh, in Monterey. Um, and uh, that's a whole new set of challenges when you've left your comfort zone and you're in a totally different place. And all of a sudden, you know, you're informed that you have a medical condition. And thank God the communities have been there for them with excellent care. But we're also making sure that they're taken care of. So wow. the whole infrastructure is, is critical, both from the spiritual and their, and their physical needs. Rabbi Dr. Kenny Brander is with us live via telephone from Cancun, an amazing and incredible program being led by Ortora Stone. Um, recently, and we know how outspoken you and the leadership of Ortora Stone, Rabbi Riskin certainly, and uh, many others, uh, many uh, of rabbinic authority affiliated with the, uh, with the yeshiva and, um, and program, uh, have taken and the stand you've taken when it comes to Agunot and trying to help women who are in very difficult and uh, and challenging situations. Um, bring us up to date on the most recent case that Ortora Stone has been involved with that in, that included the uh, Rabbanut, the, uh, the rabbinic presidium of the state of Israel, and uh, how it affected the how it hopefully uh, affected and will further affect uh, the the couple in question. Well, I think that's an extremely important uh, important question. I mean, thanks to the leadership of Rabbi Riskin and uh, a tremendous dedicated staff at one of our institutions called Yadli Isha and the Mon- Monica Dennis Goldberg uh, adv- Advocacy Program. You know, every single year we deal with around 700 women who are um, struggling with receiving a get to give them legal counseling. And we work with around 150 of them in the various Jewish courts uh, to deal with the issue of Aguna. And one of the most recent cases, not the most recent, some of the more recent cases, including one that was solved yesterday, I can't discuss publicly, but this one I can discuss. And that was, there was a couple that was married 10 years ago, and after the woman was halakhically converted, they were married after the woman was halakhically converted, and in 2001, 2011, they made Aliyah with one child from India. Right. 
Before they made Aliyah and even afterwards, the woman was severely abused by her husband. In fact, in Israel, she was once hospitalized, and the police were called to some of the incidents. Three years ago, she sued for divorce. The husband asked for reconciliation. The Beit Din agreed that maybe try to give it a second chance. He agreed to seize the, to stop the physical and the verbal abuse, but he didn't honor his commitment. The wife needed to leave home. And 10 months ago, the Beit Din said that she must uh, be given a get, and the husband refused. He said, I'll give a get only if she gives up all her property rights. You know, the standard uh, forms of additional abuse, not only verbal and not only physical, but financial abuse in order to get a get. Right. And she said no. And under the leadership of one of our Toanot, Rabbaniot, and that's women who have been trained in the laws and the halachot of the Ezer to be able to represent women in the Jewish court systems and the Rabbanut system. And the Rabbanut, to their credit, recognizes these women advocates as serious halachic personalities. I've heard that from both the chief rabbi, Rabbi Lau, as well as the people responsible for the Agunot. They, she came up with an idea, and that is that this particular husband, you know, he has a public works job. He's a driver for EGED, and EGED is a government-sponsored government institution. And the rule is that a government worker can't violate the law. And by not giving a get, and since the rabbinical courts are legal courts, he was violating family law. And therefore, we went to the rabbinical courts and we said, we are asking you, we are demanding of you, that you indicate to the Egged company that this man is in violation of the law, and if he doesn't give a get within 30 days, he needs to be fired. The Rabbanut immediately thought that this was a great idea, wow. to their credit. And it was in all the newspapers, and around a week ago, they informed Egged and this man that if he doesn't give a get now in... You know, three weeks, uh, he will be terminated from his position as a bus driver for Egged, which is a pretty nice position to have. Right. It's a good decision, not hopefully because it will get her a get, but it's just a good decision because it is showing the ability for the Rabbanut and for women advocacy groups like Yad Isha to begin to be proactive and we need to be more proactive, not just for women who are know, We need to promote the prenuptial agreement like there is in, you know, in, in Chutzlaret, like there is in North America. We need to be proactive. There are hundreds of women who are Agunot. I think this not only affects those couples, Nahum, I think it affects how Jews look at Judaism in Israel because mm-hmm. they hear this issue of Agunah, and it's a moral outrage. And that's why there are less couples getting married through the rabbinical courts, because they just don't believe that it has the proper insurance, so to say, to make sure that if they're in a crisis, they can be dealt with. What a very so, important point. What a very right? important point. So we're, we're very focused on this idea, and hopefully we have friends within the Rabbanut. I believe we do. I think Chief Rabbi Lau is a friend. Uh, we're, we're, we're advocating and pushing very strongly at the same time because we're outside the system. We can also do things and advocate in ways that not always the Rabbanut feels is friendly, but uh, 
it's to achieve a larger goal of uh, saving women and inspiring and being sanctifying God's name. Amazing. All right, Dr. Kenneth Brander, um, he is now in Cancun, part of a conference of 42 of the North, Central, and South American emissary Shlichim uh, to this side of the world, addressing ways to tackle critical issues affecting mainly smaller diaspora Jewish communities, and the list just gets larger and larger when it comes to those difficulties and challenges, and thank God we have good people in place dealing with them. All right, Brander, continued success with the conference, and of course heading back... And Nachum, continue to be an advocate for us all over the world. I can just tell you that in Katamon, uh, your show is listened to on a regular basis. Uh, you can walk down the street in Katamon and sometimes hear from the open windows the Nachum Siegel Network. So I don't know if that's true in Beresheva, but it's definitely true in Katamon. Greatly appreciate that. And my cousins in Beresheva, I'm sure, would confirm it. So <laughs> thank you so much, Ryan Brander. Be well, and thanks for joining okay. us. Okay. Right. Take care, Nachum. All right, Dr. Kenneth Brander from Cancun of all places, with a very important update from our friends at Artura Stone here at JM in the AM. 12 minutes after 8 o'clock on this Purim Katan morning at JM in the AM. Thank <laughs>
מלכים גדולים, מדינות ענק, אימפריות כה גדולות, כמעט שנעלמו, ואנחנו עוד כאן. כך אלפי שנים, מעטים מורבים, ואין ספר של ניסים. עם ישראל חי, אנחנו עוד כאן. אנחנו עוד כאן. עוד דרך אבא דואג ואוהב, זה עושה טוב מלא. עוד דרך אבא מושלם, נאמן כל הזמן. עוד דרך אבא דואג ואוהב, זה עושה טוב מלא. Sheldon, I'm dying, and I have to go with a clear conscience. You're my partner, and I want you to know that I'm the one who stole the $150,000 from the safe. I'm the one who sold our secret formula to our competitors, and I'm the one who blackballed you at the country club. Simo. Who do you think gave you the poison? <laughs> Another one of our uh, fabulous comedy segments on this Purim cut on morning here at JM and the AM. Simcha Liner before that. Good morning, all 16 minutes after 8 o'clock. Plenty happening on this Tuesday here at JM and the AM and the Nachum Single Network. We'll run down the entire schedule for you and let you know what... Um, what to expect uh, coming up. Keep it here at JM and the AM with Eitan Freilich.
Hey, bro, call me shine. 
This court will please come to order. Mr. Rabinowitz, you are the foreman of the jury. Have you reached a verdict? Judge, Your Honor, we have been listening to the facts in this case for six weeks, and it has been a wonderful experience for us all. We, the jury, would like to thank you for the way you have conducted this case. Thank you, Mr. Rabinowitz. But the verdict, please. Certainly, Your Honor. We, the jury, Mr. Cohen, Mr. Fine, Mr. Landsberg, the lovely Mrs. Belkowitz. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Robinowitz. You're welcome. <coughs> Mr. Robinowitz, the verdict. Coming, Your Honor. Mr. Goldberg, Mr. Katz, <laughs> Mr. Stein, Mrs. Cantor, Mr. I'm not lovely. The lovely Mrs. Cantor. <laughs> lovely. Mr. Rabinowitz. Mr. Finkelstein, Mr. Bloom, and Mr. Pinkus the Furrier. <laughs> Your Honor, the 12 of us have spent the past four days in the jury room debating this case. And we examined the evidence pro and con in backwards and forwards to decide in the American way, did he or didn't he do it? <laughs> Mr. Rabinowitz, the verdict, and now. Immediately, Your Honor. <laughs> we, the jury, after careful deliberation on this case, have decided we shouldn't mix in. <laughs> that is the jury on this Purim Katan morning here at JM. In the AM, getting in a lot of good comedy segments this morning. Baruch Levine at Shalom Rav. You heard Tom Vareach from Yoni Z and Shira Lashem. That was Eitan Freilich. 8.30 in the morning, JM in the AM. A reminder, coming up at 9 o'clock Eastern time this morning, a revisit of that incredible morning we had last week with Shlomo Katz. You'll hear it on JM Rewind. Coming up uh, this morning at uh, JM in the AM, uh, right after JM in the AM, again, Shlomo Katz, that live music alert Monday that happened last week. It'll be on starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Make sure to be tuned in. Avrami hosts the Tuesday Live Lunch from Israel starting excuse me, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time until 1 o'clock. More coming up. Here's the greatest Purim hits on a Purim cut on a jam in the AM.
A.M. with uh, your Achmiel Begun Miami Boys Choir, Never Give Up. Medley done by Avrami Flam off Greatest Purim. It's here at J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday morning on this Purim Katan. Thanks for joining us. 25 degrees, partly cloudy, and a high of 39. That's right. Shushan Purim Katan starts tonight. A, uh, a month of celebrations. 
even without any official celebrations. How do you like that? A um, couple of things. First of all, keep in mind this coming Sunday, the big concert takes place for Chazde Soul to Soul, Yishai Lapidot, the reunion of Eif uh, Simchas, and of course, Eighth Day, all, all together at the Master Theater on Brighton Beach Avenue in Brooklyn starting at 7 p.m. That's this coming Sunday. Tickets available now at jewishtickets.com, jewishtickets.com. Check it out for this coming Sunday night. It's going to be a very, very exciting concert, to say the least. So again, go to jewishtickets.com and check it out. Our community calendar has a whole bunch of stuff. Go to uh, nachomsegel.com slash community calendar, nachomsegel.com slash community calendar. First of all, you'll find that uh, event up there. Plus, you'll find the March 6th Yeshivat Noam annual dinner. You'll find the March 9th Sharsheret event. You'll find the March 10th Kahal concert with Mordechai Shapiro, Shlaimi Dax, and Pumbadisa, and many, many more. Go to nachomsegel.com slash community calendar to check out some of the things that are happening uh, around town over the next few weeks. You'll be glad you did. JM and the AM as we continue with uh, Ari Goldwag.
J.M. in the A.M. with Ari Goldwag here on a uh, Purim Cut on Wednesday morning. Excuse me, Purim Cut Tuesday morning. <laughs> Almost rushed through the week there a second ago. Uh, coming up on J.M. Rewind, coming up next, Shlomo Katz's visit to J.M. in the A.M. If you missed it, I'm telling you, you got to tune in. It was such a great show. And at 11 a.m., Avrami does a live lunch from Israel. I want to thank Avrami. He took care of our early morning broadcasting this morning as well. So thank you, Avrami, as usual, from all of us here at J.M. in the A.M. and the Nachum Siegel Network. Listener Morris is out there. Says Chag Purim Sameach to all. As always, great music and interviews this morning. Thank you, Morris. That's certainly much appreciated, to say the least. Um, I remind everybody that the Yeshiva University Maccabees, the men's basketball team, this Friday, 11 a.m. Skyline Conference semifinals. It's the playoffs. Skyline Conference semifinals. Another heartbreaking loss last night to end the season, to end the regular season. But now it's the new season. It's the playoff season. It starts Friday. Excuse me, Friday at noon. Did I say 11? It's Friday at noon. Friday at noon, Yeshiva University uh, in the uh, semifinals of the Skyline Conference. Um, let's see. I was thinking of asking schools to let their uh, let certain grades go to the game, but I don't know. Um, not sure I should make a public campaign about it. <laughs> Not sure, but it's a great idea. I'll tell you that I can tell you it is a great idea. <laughs> if you're having that, uh, if you're having a uh, a thought about it, I think it's a great idea. Anyway, twelve noon Friday, twelve noon Friday, up at Yeshiva University's Max Stern Athletic Center in Washington Heights, an opportunity to cheer on the Max in the playoffs, which is pretty cool. Uh, please keep in mind Arye Leib Ben Bela Rachel. Arye Leib Ben Bela Rachel. Again, Arye Leib Ben Bela Rachel for Rafur Shlema. And I want to thank Meryl Torug, who contributed to the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting this morning in honor of Rafur Shlema for Arye Leib. Uh, we say Rafur Shlema from all of us here at JM in the AM. We continue with Shlemy Gertner. Whoa. Whoa. 
feels like forever Yet we know we can't let go Let's unite through our creator We can live every day of our lives Standing on the very same ground Reaching more than ever for the light One by one we must open our eyes
Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a Tuesday Purim Katan here at JM in the AM. Plenty more tomorrow starting at 6 a.m. Right now, it's a revisit of the Shlomo Katz interview, his visit to JM the AM last week on JM Rewind. Pay attention to that and all of our great programming all day, of course, including Avrami and his live lunch, 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. Eastern time here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.